Hello and welcome to Bygones. I'm Laura Jane Parker. And I'm Eleanor Parker. And we watch every episode of Anime Feel through 2020 eyes. Yeah. And we're back for another episode. We're back, funny enough, baby. Because that's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. We've, uh, You've been here long enough. <laughs> you know the drill. Yeah, we're like, I guess we're halfway through our full I know like, trek basically now. Isn't that mad? Who would have yeah. thought we'd make it this far? I was thinking actually the other day about future seasons and being like, oh yeah, I forgot Robert Downey Jr.'s in the next season. And oh yeah, <laughs> season five is batshit crazy. Bonkers. Oh, we've got so much, so much to come. I know. <laughs> we have to finish off season three first before we, we do. get into all of that. Yeah. So, yeah, which we are very close to doing now. Like it's a much shorter season, so we're going to be finished way yeah. before Christmas, I think. So let's see how this progresses. We've had our big, massive story bombshell of the season happen, and now it's just like the aftermath of dealing with the death know, of the Billy. Death of Billy. Yes, um, and what that means for everybody. Yeah, and what, what the show's going to do from here. So, yeah. Yeah, so today we are looking at Season 3, Episode 18, Turning 30. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was like, can we just set aside a good, like, I'd say minute or two for a solid lull at the concept <laughs> of this episode? Like, the thought, the very thought of making a whole episode about turning 30 years of age. Like, ho, 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 ho. But I feel like, like this what? was a real thing in the 90s. Do you not remember this? Like, it was like a huge... Yeah. Like, I feel like this isn't just Ali McBeal. Like, I feel like this is, like, the culture at large was like yeah always making out like it was super traumatic for women to turn 30 especially if they were single and unmarried and like yeah. not having children totally. it was like i agree that it was like a cultural it was just in the zeitgeist it was, like this absolutely. like fear yeah but it's just really funny because i was watching this episode and just thinking do they still do episodes like this i don't think they do because a lot of the like <laughs> episode like the tv shows that i watch now like i don't know if that's just because i've got older so i'm watching shows with older characters in in them naturally but i don't think so like i'm still interested but like the the last one i can remember doing something like this was friends um they got a whole episode that's about people turn like the whole gang turned 30 better to be over the hill than under it under it yeah exactly (laughs) Like, and that, that so, would have been, it like... It just feels really dated. Yeah, it is. Like, I, I feel like, um, I think, yeah, 30 was just like, oh, my God, you're so old. Um, and I think, like, nowadays there's... I don't know whether it's just a case of, like, people just stay younger for longer. I don't know. So 30 doesn't feel like such a big deal anymore. Well, I think that is part of it because a lot of people in their 20s these days, actually, some of them have had to move back home, like can't leave home because they can't afford. Mm. Like, I feel like at 30, 
in the 90s and the early 2000s was meant to be an age when you kind of had your shit together and you're and like, settling that's down what Ali's freaking out about yeah is the fact that she's not and it's like I don't know hardly anyone at 30 who has their shit no. together anymore do you know what I mean <laughs> if we ever did like nobody's I... <laughs> nobody's got a house nobody can afford one like no. nobody's like getting married because it's like I can't even I don't even know anything about myself let alone someone I want to spend the rest of my, my life, life with, with. Like, yeah it's, yeah it's it's really like I, I think there's been like a real dramatic shift in like the way people's lives are and the way the way we I don't know view how our lives should go like I feel like there's been a bit of a kind of rejection of of that life plan that has been in place for so long yeah, but also coupled with it actually practically not being possible. Exactly. Like nobody's nobody's earning enough money to be able to buy a house at 30, no. sometimes not even 40. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas our parents, our grandparents were like leaving school and being like, well, I guess I'll buy a house. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like absolutely. a lot, lot younger. I, I think like, yeah, that it, it's, it's in part because that life plan is not feasibly, like practically possible for a lot of people if not most people like um Mm. I just uh yeah it's it's interesting how how different like uh how much of a difference 20 years makes um yeah I just thought it was so amazing like how quickly the concept of doing an episode like this has dated mm. um I mean I know it's 20 years but actually in the grand scheme of things that's not a lot of time no. and I do remember growing up with this idea of 30 being an age a where age for women. a milestone because you were meant to be an adult like and know what you were doing and, and getting old like the mm. concept of that being old mm. is just so laughable now yeah like, so funny yeah um and I remember as I was like on the cusp of turning 30 me and my friends like the year we all turned 30 for the most part we were all like oh god 30 oh no oh god you know all had this moment where we were like oh no, does 30 mean we're old now? And that's just conditioning. Like, that's mm. pure conditioning. Mm. So Absolutely. And it's also, like... really interesting. I wonder whether shows like Sex and the City that show, like, women over the age of 30 still being, like... Uh, still living, like, single lives and, and happy lives, whether yeah. that's something that also kind of helped break down that fear of 30 I don't know yeah like, maybe um, maybe I think that because that came out was it 99 sex in the city yeah I think it no, was 98 oh 98 98 98 99 yeah yeah like um yeah I think it's it's really uh yeah it's funny that that was that not so long ago that was a real thing that was mm. built up mm. um to be like, this is something women should be scared of. You should be scared about reaching 30 and still being single. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, yeah, I'll have more to say about this, I'm sure, as we go through the episode, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, turning 30, first aired, 1st of May 2000. We interrupt this programme for Eleanor's cultural stuff. Brought to you by the Naughties. 
the other decade more problematic than it looks. Okay, the UK number one. Mm-hmm. I'll give you the artist. Fragma. Tocca's Miracle. Yeah. I need a miracle. I actually love that song. It's one of my favourite dance tunes. It's I really good. like it. It's a good one. Yeah. Um, US number one is still Santana uh, featuring product GMB, Maria Maria. Well done, Santana. He's well had a great done. year. Well done, Santana. Um, uh, 5th of May, Gl- uh, Gladiator is released. Oh! Oh! <laughs> of course it was. Because yeah. that was one of the big summer blockbusters, it right? It was huge with I Russell Crowe. I think you Crow. kind of forget how old that, that is. Yeah, yeah. Russell Crowe, Joaquin Phoenix, Oliver Reed. Oh, yeah, Joaquin Phoenix, isn't it? Of course. Yeah. And Oliver Reed. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, and the only other thing I've got is um, 5th of May as well. After originating mm-hmm. in the Philippines, the I Love You computer virus spreads quickly throughout the world. Do you remember I this? I remember this. See, yeah. I didn't. I had to look it up and I was like, oh my God, I have no... Because it was basically like a computer worm um, that worm. infected yeah. over 10 million Windows personal computers. Yes. Um via like an email message with the subject line i love you um yes because i was an avid win- windows computer user back then. <laughs> um, and yeah and i remember dad being like um yeah we need to watch out for this like don't go opening an email that says i love you <laughs> i guess i was opening lots of emails back then um and yeah it was um yeah definitely definitely remember that that was quite uh it was uh, to, to protect themselves, the Pentagon, CIA and British Parliament and most large corporations decided to completely shut down their mail systems. Uh, the I Love You worm infected computers all over the world. And at the time, it was considered one of the world's uh, most destructive computer related disasters ever. Yeah. Um, okay. Which is crazy. That's what was um, going on in cyber news. That is what was going on in cyber news, was the I Love You computer worm. But that is... Worm. We never we don't hear about computer worms anymore. No. We hear about hackers. Yeah. And like, you know, viruses, but not worms. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I don't know the difference. Worm, virus. <laughs> I don't think I do either. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay. Yeah. So that's all I've got. Great. So let's start then. Let's find out about what turning, turning 30. 30 is like. We didn't um, know. Bill. So the cold open is a sepia toned scene of a teenage alley just strolling down the street as Vonda sings 16 Candles by the crests and if you've watched the movie 16 candles it should probably be a familiar song to you um and she's just like living her life like two boys on skateboards circling around her giving her attention that she's enjoying 
because you know she's young she's youthful she has no cares in the world because you know who worries about anything when, when they're a 16. teenager i don't remember at all <laughs> that worries. being a time of my life of <laughs> any worries no anxieties like who had worries anyone <laughs> anyone definitely not me no like, no worries as a teenager literally not a care in, in my unwrinkled brain <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> abruptly, <laughs> we cut to Ali waking up because it's obviously all a dream. And she kind of sits up with a start to this like thrashing guitar music. And she looks over at a calendar and there's like this big like zoom in. And she realizes that it's a certain day. And this is bad because she then rushes into the mirror and she peers at her face in the mirror, kind of going, and then she has this hallucination of what she will look like as an old woman. And everyone, by God, the horror of age, <laughs> behold, <laughs> Ali as a wrinkled woman. So... Oh, the humanity. <laughs> I know. After this trauma... She traipses into the kitchen looking like somebody died and being like, it can't be, it can't be. And Renee, 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 who could not be there for someone actually dying, is at least here for this, <laughs> just asks her, like, just that, who died. And Ali's like, it's worse than death, Renee. It's here, the day I'm 30. And we're in titles. Well, I mean. it's a good thing Renee is here for Ali's greatest tragedy yet. <laughs> well, I, I just, I mean, I don't know if you can hear my eye roll from where you are, listeners, but I mean, Jesus Christ. In fact, actually, I am going to put in my, I thought about this, but I am going to put in my objection. Oh, okay. Because. I am, I just don't want to stand for this. Like, I am not here to self-harm myself over the concept of age and specifically looking older. Like, I cannot, like, we've talked about this a little bit before the episode, but this narrative that we've just dosed ourselves up on as women in this society, I mean, like, I understand it, but it is so fucking irritating. Like, the patriarchy's done this to us. Like, yeah. aging is a gift a wondrous thing to be thankful for like not to worry and like fret over like when you get older you're more confident you're more self-assured you just don't give a fuck about what people think about you anymore for the most part or certainly less than you did as a kid and that's they're all like qualities you gain as you get older and that is a damn sight more attractive than this hot mess so <laughs> no 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 I reject this please go away I yeah. don't like it at all that's the thing is like uh, I, I think there's um uh, it, it's just another it's just another thing to distract women from actually being happy is make them obsessive about being young and youth and and it's just like or you could just accept that this is a natural thing and it's uh like you say it's it's uh not everyone is lucky enough to get to grow old so you know like your you... best friend just died yeah like young like surely <laughs> you can see that <laughs> 
Like, I just, just... Yeah, you know, uh, I, I agree. Objection. Objection. Flip the script. Objection. It's not... It's Ugh. not... Being old is not uh, uh, fate worse than death, people. No, it definitely isn't. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> After titles, we're at Cajun Fish and Elaine, never one to miss the opportunity for an event, is trying to convince Richard to throw Ali a big old bash at the bar, which I was like, yes, what a great (laughs) idea. Of course, we should be doing this. Elaine Um, has all the good ideas. (laughs) (laughs) Richard is not convinced that Ali will want one, but Elaine is like, look, her dream is to have the whole world revolve around her. Um, and so Elaine's actually already gone ahead and made some arrangements at the bar. And Richard's like, hang on a minute, on whose dime? <laughs> and Elaine's like, Richard, she's going through a tough time. Think of it. In her whole life, she's only managed to get one man to love her and he's dead. <laughs> um, and then Elaine says, um, come on, like we can all use a little party right now. And she's right. She's so right, I think. Yeah. But- Cut to Ali Mood Hoover McBeal saying, forget it, when Richard brings this up at their morning meeting. And Ling is trying to convince her, like, you know, it's a milestone. You've got to celebrate. And then Nell goes, yes, I certainly plan to celebrate mine years from now. (laughs) Mean Nell. So mean. Um, And Ali's like, look, I'm not enjoying, I don't enjoy being 30. And then Mark goes, come on up. Come on, Ali, you can, you can tell the truth. And Ali's like, what? And eventually he goes, if Heather Locklear can admit she's 40, so can you. And I was like, Mark, I don't know what about this you thought would go down well. a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> not. Um, and, and she, you know, I thought it was a bit funny, but Ali clearly doesn't. Like, if you know anything about Ali, Ali that doesn't was not going to go down well. Ali doesn't humour about this. <laughs> No, and she like shrieks like a banshee and literally dives like a rabid zombie across the table to try and strangle Mark for such a remark. And it, I thought, I don't know about you, but I felt like it was such an over-the-top reaction that at first I thought it was like a gif moment, but it isn't. No, it's, it's actually not. happening. It's actually <laughs> happening. Yeah, I know. And John and Richard have to like pull her off from killing her colleague. So cool, cool, cool. Another day at Cajun Fish. Um, and then Nell says, um, well, it pains me to say this, but she's actually right. Um, she does say like, what the hell is wrong with you? Because I'm like, you can't just go ahead, like strangling your colleague. Like that's not, not cool. okay. Um, but Ali seems to think that someone calling you 40 justifies such behaviour. Anyway, but then Richard moves on to the next order of business, which is the case of the week. And it is Commonwealth versus Flood. And Mark is working on that one. And he says that the cookie is going to second chair. And then Richard's like, you mean the biscuit? And Mark's like, oh, sorry, Jim. And John's like, John, John, I'm John. I'm second chairing. My name is John. I'm your boss, and then Ri- by the way. Yes. yes. <laughs> and <like> Richard... Because <laughs> he does this a know. couple of times. He keeps getting John. Well, I'm just going to say that. Wrong. Yeah. Go on, go on. Well, because Richard then says, 
that you know oh can Ali be third chair and both her and Mark are like oh no 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 Ali's like I don't want to be third chair and Mark's like no we don't need too many Jim and I can handle this and it's like (laughs) Mark John John is working on your case with you Mark how hard is it and John is like your boss like maybe you should make some effort to get his name right it's just the way he's specifically getting it wrong it's like Make this guy signs your paycheck. So I would really, you know, make the effort here. <laughs> I know. But then Richard leans in sort of down to Mark whilst holding a paper in front of Ali's face. And he's like whispering, but it's not like subtle at all. And he's like, you need to take Ali on this case because we need her out of the office to plan her party. And if you ever want to make partner, if you ever want to have what it takes to run your own firm, you need to learn to lie. Now do it. And Mark's like, Ali, we can't possibly do the case without you. (laughs) And John's like, well, if she is on the case, we need to go. Um, And Ali is like, well, I have a private appointment first. So tough shit. I'll have to meet you at the courthouse. Yes. Um, And everyone's like, hmm, private appointment. Um, Yes. So... Vonda starts singing 16 Candles again and it doesn't take us long to find out what this other appointment is because next Ali is waiting to see a doctor and she's um as she's waiting she's like staring in a, a mirror like a hand mirror that's in the room and and then when the doctor arrives we see that it is the Asian doctor that treated Billy for his brain tumor um and when Ali points this out he's like oh yeah blew that one huh and I was like, it's pretty flippant. I know. <laughs> what the fuck? I know. And then Ali says that she's come to see him about plastic surgery. And I was like, please. <laughs> I was a little bit like, why? Why? Uh, is it normal for why? neurosurgeons to be also plastic surgeons? Like, is that well, a that's the thing. thing? Yeah. She, well, she's surprised. At the fact that he also does that because um as you say he's he was a neurosurgeon last time we saw him but apparently he explains that by saying that there's more money in plastic surgery so he does that as well and Ali's like a bit sniffy with him because she's like are you even qualified to do a facelift and he's like oh it's not brain surgery which <laughs> <laughs> um But anyway, it turns out that Ali is interested in having like collagen injected to sort out the fine lines on her eyes. And she's like, even though, you know, I I do know they're not really noticeable. And the doctor's like, no, 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 no. I can see them clear as day. (laughs) God. And he's like, I can do them right now. Don't worry. And then as he kind of moves her over to another section of his office um, to like, I guess the bit where he does procedures, um, he pulls her face up on a computer screen and he's like, well, but I can also do your lips. Like, look at what your beautiful lips would look like if they were even better. And he does this, like, you know, uh, virtual enhancement on the computer of what they look like. And they look ridiculous, like, on the yeah. computer. But Ali is looking at it going, huh, huh. interesting. Maybe, maybe I do want that. And I was like, I think I can see uh, where this is going to go. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> In China, I, I, I think it's interesting that we're seeing this like flip 
from Ali, like, because she was always super offended if anyone um, made out, like, she has had work done or would even want work done. Like, she was always reacted really badly to the the suggestion um, that that is something she would do. So the fact that on her 30th birthday, (laughs) she's walked right into a plastic surgeon's office is kind of funny. Yeah, I mean, Billy wasn't wrong when he was like, you're vain, like, that's just yeah. who you are, like, own it, like, but also, goodness me. Like, it's really, I, I think it's like, um, there's something quite insidious about the fact that the doctor is like, oh yeah, no, I can really see those lines that you're worried about, yeah, oh, yeah. clear as day, it's yeah, like absolutely, up-selling. and absolutely, yeah, what yeah. about your lips, how about yeah. this, how about that, it's like, yeah. oh god, yeah, that's, that is, yeah. I can imagine that that is how a lot of plastic surgeons operate, like, yeah, ugh, not nice, but yeah, back at Cajun Fish, uh, John and Mark are meeting with their client in the conference room and she's a lady called uh, Lorna Flood. And Mark is telling Lorna that she can't go into the court looking like that. And he asks her if she's nuts. And she's like, would that get me off? And Mark's like, no, you're about to get John off. <laughs> and basically, the big issue is that she's wearing a tight-fitting v-neck top and she's like a busty lady um and normally i would be annoyed with anyone that told someone how to dress but the problem that mark has is that she the the charges that she's up on is with smothering her 89 year old husband to death with her bust um and basically she can't walk in there flaunting her deadly weapons like this doesn't help their cause and i can kind of see that um but all the while john is there like not knowing where to look and he can only like stutter but mark is like i'm gonna go out and i'm gonna buy you something else to wear because she didn't come with anything else obviously why would you um so uh yeah so he's like i'm gonna sort this out i'll get you another outfit um I don't know about you. I mean, the whole framing of, like, can we say male gaze here? Like, the amount of shots every time the shot is on John, like, her boobs are, like, literally front and centre, like, right up close to the camera. So the whole audience has, like, an eyeball of her cleavage. And it's like, this is done over and over and over again in this episode. And it's just, yeah. it's bonkers. It's so I know ridiculous. But also, yeah. I don't know whether you remember watching this at the time with our parents, this particular no. episode. I don't think I do. Because I have a really distinctive memory of like when we <laughs> learned that she's accused for murdering her husband with by suffocating him with her breath i remember dad dying with laughter like thinking it was the <laughs> funniest fucking thing he'd ever heard <laughs> i don't remember that i, I do remember that. I, it's when this like I was watching this episode and I was like it wasn't like and, and then I was just <laughs> halfway through I was like oh god yeah I just had this memory 
memory of like dad like literally <laughs> gasping for air laughing at the whole concept of how funny a woman oh, really smothering funny. a man I to death what with tickled him so much like what I about think it our was dad that just funny? has a bit of schoolboy humor <laughs> Clearly. Um, yeah, so, well, there you go. <laughs> but it is funny because you look at her and, yes, she's got a large chest, but, like, she's not like she's wearing... Like, she's just wearing a V-neck sweater. It's not... It's only because of, as you say, the way the camera shoots her that you're, yeah. like, boobs. You know what I mean? I think if I just yeah. saw her in the street, I'd be like, that's a lady with a... a with with with, with a... Yeah. With breasts, like... <laughs> And yes, you know I mean? like it's not like it's breasts. pornographic. It's <laughs> no. not pornographic. It's not really no. that that she's just you know, wearing like a wonder bra. Like it's literally wonder bra and a sweater, and it's just like, yep, that's what women with breasts look like. <laughs> <laughs> it was really odd, but anyway, yeah, okay. So meanwhile. Elaine's uh, crusade to rustle up some entertainment for Ali's birthday party continues. Um, <laughs> and for some reason, she's decided to try and get Nell to sing. Um, and Nell is like, I do not sing ever. And Elaine plows on because she's like, oh, I'm sure you have some talent, however hidden. And Nell's like, I do, Elaine. It's called focus. With concentration, I can pretend the little people in the world don't exist. <laughs> Too bad I'm not focusing now. And I was like, no. Oh the worst these days like Ugh. why uh and elaine suggests that nell go for drama instead of singing so she could reenact when she broke up with john when he was stuck in the elevator you cold-hearted cunning conniving bitch and i was like "Ooh, elaine <laughs> getting one in there but then nell says See, this is why I don't get along with secretaries. Amounting to nothing makes you hostile. And Elaine's like, you want to see me hostile, Nell? And then Nell says, oh, go and practice your number. And remember to forget your underwear. It takes attention off the fact that you don't really sing too well. And I was like, Nell, back off. Back all the way the fuck off. You do not come for Elaine and expect to get away with it. Not on my watch. Like absolutely well, unacceptable like, well not only is she a classist but she's a shaming liar in this scene like elaine absolutely right? can sing like if there's one thing we know about elaine and that cannot be disputed it's that she can sing she can sing like nobody can argue that but i was just like because after like because she says that and elaine is like and she kind of like walks off and Elaine is like sort of laughing and scoffing at the same time and then she just has this look on her face like oh no am I a bad singer and it's like no Elaine no Elaine don't you you're not to her. <laughs> no she's a mean mean bully ooh yeah no, I didn't like that at all nasty anyway Ali is still at the doctor and well he's he's done the treatment on her lips and um, uh, I don't know how you'd describe them, Eleanor, but I think that they, they, can't, they kind of look like what they are, which is that they've overdrawn her lips with lip liner and lipstick. Like, um, it's, I, I, they've not done any kind of computer effect on them or anything. It's just like they've I, done it with makeup. I don't know. I, I, 
my eyesight isn't that great anyway. But <laughs> I mean, I wasn't sure what they'd done, to be honest. I didn't look I mean, that closely. I mean, they're obviously... They're trying to imply that they're extremely, like, bulbous, like, laughably. Well, so. yeah, that she's got a trout pout, hasn't she? Yeah. Like, um, that's what they're saying. And I was like, saying. do you think that this doctor was just trying to teach Ali a lesson about vanity? Because surely nobody is asking <laughs> for this. Like, <laughs> why would you be like, yes, this make, this has improved your appearance? Like, well, it, it's clearly either gone either he he is not like a licensed plastic surgeon and he's just like i'll just do this on the side even though i'm not licensed to do it so yeah either like dr nick yeah (laughs) (laughs) exactly like either he's doing procedures he's not licensed to do and has botched it or like yeah i uh, it's I mean, he keeps insisting it's just swelling and it will go down. Well, like, yeah, Ali's like, drain them, drain them. And he's like, no, 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 it's not the collagen. There's it's nothing swelling. to it's drain. It's going to go down, yeah, in an hour. And he's like, it's barely noticeable. No one will know but you. But then a nurse comes in and is like, <laughs> and leaves immediately. <laughs> and I was yeah, like, Ali, <laughs> Ali, why did you get this done on a work day? I like, know. Take a week off, idiot. Yeah. Oh. I mean, but this yeah. was kind of around that time, wasn't it? When, when, because when was it that, uh, what was her name? Uh, Leslie Ash. Leslie Ash, yeah. She got um, a botched thing with her lips and it was like yeah, a trout she looked terrible. Yeah. And um, she was like ripped to shreds, like mercilessly. I remember in, dad in talking about her a tabloids. lot. He used to think she was really attractive in men behaving badly. Yes. Um, and then when she had the trout pout done, he was like, what has she done? <laughs> like, he was, he was really upset about it. <laughs> 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 oh, but it was dad. like, I think. I feel like this is when all of that stuff was happening. Like, I don't know whether... Yeah, um, yeah it's... Yeah, I wonder what... I, I guess they must have just become very accessible. Fashionable? Or I don't, I don't know. know. Like, it's interesting. I'm not well, sure. because plastic surgery goes through trends, doesn't it? It was, like, mm. in the late 90s, early 2000s, it was all about boobs and, like... Yeah you know that like page three look and then like later with the kardashians it was like oh no your butt and it's like yeah. guys all of this is bullshit like it yeah, doesn't mean anything just... in 10 yeah. years it's gonna be like your ankles do you know what i mean like, yeah absolutely like... yeah completely at the courthouse uh the case of the week is underway and there is a pathologist testifying on the stand um being questioned by the da and he is saying that mr flood died by strangulation as we know from uh, lorna's boobies um and as he says this lorna takes this breath and it's like you've said like this is male gaze shot of her chest like heaving dramatically as she breathes yeah. and like mark and john are turning Staring. to look at her boobs and i'm not sure about you but she's wearing obviously she's wearing a different outfit because mark went to get her one but the outfit that mark is got <laughs> It's like worse, in my opinion. Like it's not. It does 
not speak demure to me. Like, I'm not sure what he was thinking. I think the V-neck sweater was uh, substantially more demure than the keyhole, like, cut, like, top. If anything, it's accentuating her boobs better. Yeah. It's like, oh, you've noticed I've got boobs? Well, here's a special window for them in my clothes. Do you know what I mean? That's just accenting them more. Bizarre. It's really weird. Yeah. Bizarre. But yeah, anyway, the the DA asks um, the pathologist, like, if you can expect someone to struggle if they're being smothered by boobs. And the pathologist is like, yes, you would. Um, They'd struggle for about three to four minutes. Um, And while this questioning is going on, Ali has come in late um, because she's done with her appointment. (laughs) um, And she comes in with her hand over her mouth to like hide this ridiculous mistake except that she eventually goes to reach for a glass of water and mark like does this double take and it's like oh my god what the hell happened to your lips like really loudly and ali picks up a piece of paper from the desk and like covers them and the judge who is poor judge walsh (laughs) is like what's going on and ali's like nothing proceed and, and Mark's like, uh, Your Honor, I think we need a continuous because Co-Cancel's eaten some bad shellfish or something. And Walsh is like, Ali, like, you need to come up to the, de- the bench. Um, and he asks her to come up and, and take the paper away. And when she does that, there's like audible gasps around the room. Yeah, like, oh my God, what has she done? And Walsh is like, oh God, what have you done to yourself? And Ali's like, look, I am only... 30 chair, third chair, and I'm really not needed, and I'm going to remove myself from this face. Case. And like, she leaves. Can we just oh, like, say, Jesus though, Christ. Like, how on earth? Because at the beginning of the scene, you have that, like, I don't know, the, a doctor being questioned and being like, yes, it's like, yeah. Ex- Pathologist. From, from breast. So I'm like, how on earth would you determine that it was breasts? <laughs> Definitely <that> breasts. <laughs> asphyxiated someone. Like, what kind of, like, imprint would that have left in an autopsy? I'm just a little bit like... I don't understand how you would draw that conclusion um, from an autopsy at all. Bizarre. Like, oh, yes, like definitely famous- bizarre. Uh, breast imprint very common with breast asphyxiation. <laughs> like, yeah, like <laughs> it's like know. a nipple. It's weird. <laughs> it was a mark. That would have been from her nipple. <laughs> it's just weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's I don't bizarre. know. Oh god, it's really. Common. Anyway. Um, yeah, so so Richard has come by the courthouse um, to find Mark. Um, and I was like, couldn't he have just waited until he got back to the office? But never mind. <laughs> um, uh, and Mark's just with John in the corridor. So Richard comes up and he wants to find him, basically, to let him know how they do birthdays at Cajun Fish. And what he says is that they draw a name out of a hat and that person has to get up at the bar and sing and they drew Mark's name. Um, and John is basically trying not to laugh behind Mark's back because obviously this is all bullshit. Um, and Mark's like, oh my God, no, I don't sing. But Richard's like, well, you do now. Like, short little number, just keep it 
just keep it sweet. And um and yeah, um, um, and John's like, mm, like trying to be serious, but <laughs> to actually, it. <laughs> it's obviously not. Uh, it's just a little prank they want to play on Mark. Um, so so Ali has marched right out of that courthouse and back to the doctor and demands that he takes the collagen out. Um, but he 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 basically just says that she's making him sad, and then he just starts crying. I know. I was like, Ali, like, you have gone to an absolute hack. Like, no wonder Billy died. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh god. Yeah. No, so, yeah. Like, no doctor would would do this. No doctor would do like a real doctor. No. Uh, so, back at the courthouse, uh, Mr. Flood's daughter has taken to the stand, and she is saying that she basically thinks Lorna. Had has taken her dad for a ride because apparently they met at a benefit and then two weeks later she was living with him um and then she started blocking access to uh her father like to um this daughter and their other siblings and they found that they could barely communicate with him and at this john and mark both get up to object at the same time um which starts this kind of like Oh, oh no sorry after you oh no 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 after you oh no after you business which judge walsh is like please stop this like, no. <laughs> um and then mark like starts to cross and then he's like but isn't it true that you barely spoke to your dad before lorna met him um and but the da is like hang on a minute like you've objected but I, I wasn't done yet. So why are you why are you questioning? And Mark's like, oh, sorry, I, I thought you were finished. Didn't you think he was finished, John? And John's like, oh, well, yes, that was my impression. And Mark's like, you know, I only have one more question. And the judge is like, no, you can't question the witness until the DA is done. And like basically has to like shout at Mark to sit down. And Mark smiles like really creepily. And he's like, you're upset with me. And he backs into his seat. And I was like, why are they being so weird? Like, what is this strategy? How does this help? I don't yeah. understand. Pissing off the judge doesn't feel like a good strategy, does it? It's really odd. Mm. Um, but anyway, back to Ali. So plastic surgery didn't work. Um, so she's gone to church. Sure. Um, her lips seem to be uh, back to normal again. Um, and she's gone to the church um, and it's the church with Reverend Mark and Lisa, um, mm-hmm. the choir director. And when Ali arrives, Lisa's rehearsing um, with the choir and they're singing a song called Stony End by Laura Nairo, which I'd never heard of before. No. But singing it very, very nicely. Um, and Ali listens to them for a bit and then she goes to Reverend Mark's office um, and she goes there apparently to tell him that she wants to find God. And Mark's like, well, what made you think he'd be here? <laughs> and Annie's like, well, isn't that where most people who want to find God come? Like, shouldn't you be embracing my decision? Like, i.e., she's like, you should be honoured to have me. <laughs> and Mark's like, um, no, like, I don't know why. And, and basically, Mark is really tired of people turning to God for answers just because they're turning 30. And I was like, you and me both, Mark. <laughs> And then he's like, 
God made me a woman. Did you ever think of that? And Ali's like, what's that got to do with anything? And he's like, you could just be looking for a man having struck out on earth. You're looking to the heavens. Why not start at the top? And Ali is like indignant that he's calling her out on her bullshit basically and calls him a wacko minister but Mark's like look you're looking for a husband not God like you can't tell me that if you found some guy last week that you would be here today he's like or would you be in a motel somewhere calling out God's name and I was like we all know we but we all know the answer to that is no like if Ali had met a guy she wouldn't be there let's finish the scene because I've got some feelings about this feelings okay right I have some feelings well anyway so Lisa must have you know I don't know she saw Ali go in there and maybe she's overheard a bit because she comes in and she asks to speak with Ali on her own um so mark i think is quite happy to be let off of this conversation um and he leaves but he tells as he's leaving he tells lisa to tell ali that um he's not running a lonely hearts club but then as he goes to leave ali sticks out her foot and trips him and i'm like you are such a child ali like someone told you no and you're like like yeah anyway once mark has gone lisa is like look Mark's just annoyed because um, a lot of women come to him saying that they only need the Lord during relationships. And she's like, is he right that that's what this is about? Is this about you turning 40 and not having a man? (laughs) (laughs) And Ali is like, I am 30. (laughs) And then she says... What is so damn wrong about feeling empty because I don't have a partner? And what is so pathetic about wanting to have a family and raise children? And you don't get to do any of that until you meet Mr. Penishead. So forgive me for coming to the church in search of some guidance. Failing that, compassion! And then she leaves. And I was like, Ali, so much of what you just said is so wrong for so many reasons. But never mind. I I disagree. I think, like, why... Why the fuck do they care why she's there? She's just part. She's just wanting to be like part of the congregation. It's not like she's trying to sign up to be a nun. Like it's literally <laughs> like she just wants. So she's lonely and she wants some community in her life and guidance and like I. I well, the problem is is that that's. I don't think that's true. I think if that was true, then fine. But it's not. Why do you not think it's true? Because if she actually just wanted community, she would have. It wouldn't be at this moment in her life that she's going there. She would go Why at any not? point. Why not? I think like I think something like a milestone birthday is the trigger for a lot of people to look at their lives and reevaluate and you know start being like, well, what, what, what am I happy? No. Well, what will make me happy? What, what can I do to help change the way I feel about my life? And I think, like, this weird interrogation of her intentions, like, is, is extremely strange to me. Because I'm just like, why do you fucking care if she's there for a week or a month or a year or for the rest of her life? Like, people can and do, and it is within their right to do, um, pick up religion and drop it if it's not working for them. Like, uh, if that offends a, well, a reverend, I'm just like, well, uh, like, tough. Like, 
This is interesting because I'm I'm a bit like, why did she feel the need to go to Mark in the first place? Like, just well, go to church. It's it's a reverend. It's someone she knows. Like, I guess. I mean, she. You're right. In no, terms but she was of, asking. She could she was just asking turn, to, start turning up at the church and yeah, going to. She was asking to. She was asking to join it, and you don't have to ask. Like, you could just go. You can just like, go. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't. I don't <laughs> know. Yeah, I mean that. You're right in that regard. Why does she feel that she needs to have a conversation with? mark in the first place like it that's a bit strange but um yeah i i i think it's weird that they were interrogating her intentions like in that way well yeah and i don't think they would actually do that in real life um, yeah but the the obviously this the storyline is that they've had that well we find out a bit more about that from lisa but basically he's annoyed that people keep joining the church and then I guess dropping out as soon as they meet someone which well, I, that's not that's, right that could be irritating <laughs> yeah no I know I get it but I also don't disagree with what he was saying like if he wasn't a minister and if he was just like a friend of hers I would agree with him like is this actually what you want like will this make you happy or is this just because you are just spiraling because you've actually is it just that you need more in your life than just looking for a man yeah and yeah, I think religion. That. She's not. She's not religious. She's not actually interested in religion. She's interested in someone. Uh, you know, people like just. She's just got more a hole in her life that she wants to fill. Still I don't think something. she's actually committed to religion. She's too self-centered to be committed yeah, to religion. I, I get like that, that would but never I last. I think like that is you know when you run a um, if you are if you are part of an organized religion like you are going to get loads of people like that. And it is absolutely, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with people trying something, even if they yeah. don't, don't you know, are trying it for the wrong reasons. Um, it, it, it is their right to try and see whether this helps, whether this makes them feel happier. Like, I, I don't think there's anything, you know, the their intentions, true intentions, like, uh, d- don't need to be interrogated like that. It's it's not, yeah. I don't think that's anyone's place. I guess I place. was kind of divorcing what he was saying from his role as a minister. Like, right. if you just take it as he's a minister trying to stop people coming to church, that does feel strange Weird. like why yeah, would she do that I, um and also why would she even need to she doesn't need permission in the like, first that's place. the whole point yeah. yeah um but i guess what he was saying to me rang very true knowing what we know of ali but in his yes. role as a minister it's weird yeah i guess i liked the way that I, th- I think that might have been part of the reason that lisa was like let me talk to her because i'm, I'm doing it on a like minister. a friend yeah. level as opposed exactly. to someone trying to gatekeep her decisions you know? yes yes um i think i think you're right so but i guess the thing i objected to was the fact that she was like oh um you know what's wrong about feeling empty because i don't have a partner what's pathetic about wanting to have a family i can't do that until i have a partner and i was like yes you can you can you absolutely yeah, can you, can, uh, you don't but- need to have a partner to feel um you know just because you've got a partner doesn't mean you can't feel empty uh, you know if you're empty because you don't have a partner like like there's loads of other things you can fill your time with your partner doesn't have to be the only yes. thing and actually if you want children and that's your main aim and one of the big goals you want to do in life like you don't have to wait 
for a partner. No, you really I, don't. So I don't know how <laughs> common it was um, to to do that, like things like have children without having a partner and all that kind of thing. I'm not sure how common that was in that time. I feel like yeah, that is something I that has gotten more like heard of um yeah nowadays um i agree but i i even think even today ali would be like well i can't possibly yeah and it's like yeah. well you can well, she's got a very set idea in <laughs> yeah. her head of what she wants her life to yeah. be yeah and any kind of deviation but i just from i that. guess sometimes i'd like someone to break her out of that because it's so yes. exhausting <laughs> yeah yeah well she's yeah she's someone for that her sets, and everyone sets limits on herself um that are completely arbitrary um yeah yeah so back in court um it turns out trials continue even when Ali McBeal has deemed them not worth their time so <laughs> Mr Flood's uh, lawyer is testifying to say that about a month before he died he had come uh, Mr Flood had come to see him with um, Lorna um, to increase Lorna's inheritance um, because Lorna had signed a prenup before they got married that meant that she could only there was a limit to the amount that she could inherit but they were asking him to change that and to make it more um, which the lawyer says that he did but it was against his better judgment yeah. Um, and then John crosses and says that, well, Mr. Flood, Henry, um, wanted those changes because he was tired of his kids taking advantage of him. Like, didn't he even say that? And the lawyer is like, no. And John's like, oh, my mistake. Um, but he says, also, isn't it true that if you suspected Mrs. Flood of having any undue influence, you as a good honorable attorney would have refused to execute any changes isn't that true and the attorney's like well at the time I made the changes I didn't know that she was planning to kill him and John's like okay that is not the answer I was looking for (laughs) (laughs) I was like this is not I don't think they're performing very well like Mark and John no at all I mean I think it's a good point that they're trying to get get they're trying to get him to to say that yeah you, yeah but but yeah i just love how the witness is just like well i didn't know she was gonna kill him <laughs> yeah exactly. completely scuppered that plan so meanwhile elaine has come to renee's office and i was like i miss radic and associates I why know! can't we have more of this <laughs> Um, and she's come to Renee's office to try and convince Renee to sing with her at Ali's birthday. And Renee is like, honey, I'm going to sing, but I I ain't singing no backup for you. And Elaine's like, no, 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 no. It's definitely a duet. I will take a verse. You will take a verse. We're both equals. And I was like, I cannot wait for this. <laughs> This is what I am here for <laughs> in this episode. So, back with Ali, um, and she's gone from plastic surgery to God to now Window just wandering shopping. the streets. <laughs> wandering the streets alone um, as Vonda is singing K Sarah Sarah, and she pauses in front of a shop and she stares into the window, and suddenly she fantasizes ghost billy again in the window reflection and he asks her if she's missing her youth 
And Ali's like, ugh, the minister was right. I wanted to find God because deep down I was hoping he was single. <laughs> and Ghost Billy's like, getting a older can't be that bad. And Ali's like, that's easy for you to say. You never had to do it. And then she says, um, what's really getting her is her 20s might turn out to be the best years of her life and she has nothing to show for them. And I was like, excuse me, whilst I scream into a pillow. Like, what? (laughs) She's got a great job. She's got lovely friends. She's got a roommate who's great. She's got an apartment, like, nothing to show for her 20s. Like, fuck off. I know. I know. She's not good at counting her blessings, is she? No. And and Billy is even like, Ghost Billy is even like, well, that's not true. And I was like, is that all you're going to say? I was hoping you'd be more profound dead. And then she says that she can't keep letting him appear like this. And I was like, yeah, they can't keep paying Gil Bellows. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I felt that was really meta, wasn't it? Like, yeah. uh, we're going to have to cut you off at some point, mate. Like, yeah. um, just to let you know. Um, yes. <laughs> and Billy's like, well, I don't have the power. David E. Kelly. <laughs> David E. Kelly has the power. <laughs> and Ali's like, yeah, it's me. And she's like, I should just tap my ruby slippers together and take charge of my life. Is that what you're co- you've come to tell me? And Billy's like, yeah, that. And happy birthday. Um, and then she kind of reaches out to press her hand against the window as like ghost billy's reflection fades away i I am kind of bored of ghost billy now i really think that they should like will you just stay dead wrap that up (laughs) yeah exactly like it's fine we don't need to see him anymore yeah um so elaine is still valiantly plowing on ahead with planning the party uh more specifically the entertainment so she's now moved on to john um, and she's trying to get him to sing, um, but he's saying he doesn't want to do it. And then he's like, it's okay, you can take my allotted spot. And for a hot second, Elaine's like, really? Um, but then she's like, no, 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 no. Uh, she continues, focuses, continues trying to get him to do it. Um, and John's like, I don't do birthday parties. And I was like, John, need we remind you of your Barry White birthday last year? <laughs> like, that seemed like a pretty good party to me. Um but Elaine is like, need I remind you? Um, Ali <laughs> is supposed to be your best friend. And John's like, yes. And I've bought her a wonderful card. And I was like, John, literally no one ever wants a wonderful card. For birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. All you got was a card. Um, and so Elaine is like, think about what your life was like before she got here. And John's like, you didn't even know me before you, she got here. And Elaine's like, yeah, exactly. Think on that. <laughs> I was like, do not, try and t- do not try and tell me that Ali is the glue that holds Cage and Fish together because I truly do not buy it. <laughs> Ali, look, what you need to understand about Ali is that she's this magical <laughs> unicorn person that makes... <laughs> everything magical and together and like a family and love and if she's not there those things just can't exist (laughs) it's just i don't i don't i don't believe that for a second i think elaine would definitely yeah yeah exactly um so back with the court case Um, And now there is uh, another doctor on the stand and they are confirming that the pictures of 
a bite mark are from one that they found on Mrs. Flood's boob the day that her husband died and they were confirming that it is no more than 24 hours old and all the way through this questioning we get this repeated shot of Lorna's chest like heaving again accompanied this time with sound effects of like a balloon squeaking like as if they're like you know little balloons trapped in that that (laughs) little yeah and John just looking very uncomfortable um at the at the noise um but apparently um this doctor asked Lorna about the bite mark at the time and she told him that her husband probably bit her when she was sleeping and she didn't feel it um but the doctor is saying you have to have felt a mark like that and then Mark asks whether anyone's ever bitten his breasts, which I thought was funny. Um, but the DA objects to that question. But then Mark's like, look, isn't it true that pain thresholds vary from person to person? And the doctor's like, yes, but it is really unlikely that she felt nothing um, with that mark. But uh, this, oh, like, they do every time... Every time they have this woman on camera, they, like, I know you've already said, like, close-ups of her chest. Like, it is constant. Like, they do not stop shooting this woman's chest in the most, like, gratuitous way. And also, every time you have John and now Mark, like, proper staring at her chest. Like, they cannot take their eyeballs off this woman's chest and it is just uh, I I just hate it it's like it well it's meant to be funny isn't it but it's not yeah it's not I hate it it's like a (laughs) carry-on film like that's when you realise the 90s were way more like the 60s than we realised like realised yeah really really terrible (laughs) it is um well, next in uh, a side room, an ante room off the courtroom, um, John is trying to convince Lorna that it might be time to consider a plea. Um, but Lorna has a confession for them because it turns out that the bite mark was was from earlier that day, but it wasn't from Henry. Saucy. Yeah. Doof, doof. Yeah. Now we are into rehearsals for Ali's party because Elaine runs a tight ship. She's got lots of people to make sure that they're tipped up and ready to go. Um, so she's got Renee in to practice their number. And they've chosen a great song, The Happening by The Supremes. I love yes, this yeah, song I don't know so this song. much. Oh, come on. No, Is I it don't. Real? Is it fake? Is this game of life a mistake? Because I lost the love I thought was mine for certain. <laughs> da, 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 <laughs> happening. Oh, it's so good. You I'm going to have to look it up. But you know what? This often happens on Ali McBeal. Like, I'll hear a song that I don't know. Um, and I will, like, just go to the Spotify, like, playlist. And I'll... I'll uh, get into it like the um yeah our like, spotify playlist yeah don't yeah, forget yeah. everybody we put all of the songs from every single episode in season yeah. long playlists and they're always in our show notes yeah so i want to find them i love it because it means like yeah i can because the um 
what was the song I've got into? Because uh, 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 of Ali Um Oh, oh, the the um, so many. The the never can say goodbye. Never can say never goodbye. Can. goodbye. I love that song. Did you not know that? <laughs> no, I didn't so- know that one. Oh my I god, do. that's like a classic. Yeah, well oh. now I love it. <laughs> yeah, looks <well>, good. <laughs> Yeah, no, but this is another one I think you'll like. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's it's the Supreme, so it's very good. Yes. Um, But yeah, but anyway, um, (laughs) Elaine's singing her verse, um, but then Renee interrupts her and she's not happy because she's like, you have got me singing back up. And then (laughs) Elaine's like, no, it's like I said, I'm just singing the first verse and then you can sing the second. And Renee snatches the mic off of her and is like, no, I will sing the first verse. Um, this is for Ali. She's going to have a better time with me singing lead. And Elaine's like, neither of us is lead. It's a duet. God. And then she goes to grab the mic back off of Renee, but Renee won't let go. And I was like, ruh <laughs> Can I just say, though, to be fair to Elaine, I think that is a good way of doing it. Like, I, And I think she had the intention to do that. We'll see that later, but... I think that the plan, I think she was planning to stick to it. And it was just Renee that didn't like that Elaine went first. I think, yeah, I I think it's that thing with, like, if you're both, like, petty performers and you're both like, no, I want an extra second, like, singing more than you. How come she's got that bridge and I don't have the other bridge? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Like, just being, yeah, just nitpicky like and getting very precious about it like um yeah and I think they kind of bring that out in each other like quite a lot it's very funny but I'm really looking forward to it um (laughs) so now it is uh Lorna's turn on the stand and she's explaining to the court that Henry liked to nuzzle into her boobs when they were asleep because she thought it brought him comfort but the night when he died she woke up and realised that something was wrong because he wasn't breathing and she called 911 and she tried to resuscitate him. And John says to her, you told the police that it was Henry who bit you, but that wasn't the truth, was it? And she's like all sheepish, like, no, and I regret ever saying that. Um, and I only said that because I was really afraid that the truth would hurt me. And the tr- John's like, and the truth was... And Lorna admits that she was having an affair. And the jury's like, (gasps) (laughs) Like, yeah. And Lorna clarifies that she'd had sex with this guy um, that she was having the affair with earlier that day and that he was the one who had bit her. And you hear the jury being like, oh, God. Like, like rumblings around the courtroom. Um, And Judge Walsh has to tell them to settle down. Like, it's that bad. Um, And then John gets her to point out this guy because he's in the courthouse, um, like the guy she was having an affair with. And when she points him out, she like winks at him and there's this like, ding, like sound. Um, And then the DA gets to cross and says, this 
tiny little man is the one who bit you. So when you loved your husband, that was a lie. And this tiny little man was the only one that could satisfy your physical needs. And then John and Mark object to that. Um, And she's like, no, I did love him. And he knew about the fact that I had a, a lover. And the DA is like, well, why didn't you just tell the police? And she's like, well, because I knew how it would make me look. And the DA's like, so you lied. And then John and Mark both object at the same time again. And then they, they do this, like the same, like after you, no, 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 after you, like to me, to you, to me, to you, like bumbling odd couple routine. And like Judge Walsh has to stop them again. And then the scene ends with the DA finally getting Lorna to confirm that she did indeed lie. Like, I mean, yes. I don't understand what this like after me, after you, like after you, after routine you. Is. It's really weird. <laughs> If anyone's listening from America and you don't know what we're talking about, just Google on or search on YouTube for the Chuckle Brothers you and dare. to me to you because the, it was a kids' TV show when we were younger about these two brothers that like were weird and they just had this odd couple routine. Had um, a below and average what, intelligence. Yeah, and John and Mark are very much emulating that kind of vibe, in my yeah, opinion. But yeah, very much that. Yeah, it's very weird. Yeah, so. Now, Lisa has come to Cajun Fish um, to see Ali and she's come to say that she's sorry and to tell her that Ali is not wrong for wanting to meet and fall in love with Mr. Penishead. And Ali is pleased and she's like, thank you. Um, And basically, Reverend Mark was upset because apparently they've just got the results back from a survey that said that the majority of their single members of the congregation had only joined because they wanted to meet somebody And then Lisa comments um, that she thought Ali was over Billy. And Ali's like, I was, I am. But he was still maybe my my best friend. And I was like, (coughs) false. Um, But she said, (laughs) and the only childhood friend that I kept. And as I see my youth slipping away and losing the one connection that I had to it, I don't know. And then she's like, I guess I just don't do well with birthdays. And Lisa's like, well... I heard that they were throwing you a big party. Like, why don't you just sit back and, and let them? Like, sometimes you've got to let the world be a party. And she's like, you told me what I needed to hear once. And now I'm doing the same for you. And I was like, God bless Lisa. <laughs> yes, sometimes we should just let the world be a party. Yeah. Um, and if anyone needs to hear that, it's Ali fucking McBeal. <laughs> And Ali's like, well, will you come to the party? And Lisa's like, any cute guys? And I was like, I will say it again. God bless Lisa. She's delightful. Now, elsewhere in the office, Mark is in his office doing a god-awful rendition of a song called After the Lovin', which is by Engelbert Humperdinck on a karaoke machine and he is practicing for Ali's party except Ali catches him at it unbeknownst to Mark and she's just got this look on her face that says good god this man should never sing again (laughs) and after listening yeah after listening for a second she knocks at his door and Mark's like oh oh and it's trying to switch the music off but he's getting like tangled up in his microphone wire and he's like oh I was just um working on my closing and Ali's like look 
I know that John is closing and they are playing a trick on you. There is no drawing out of a hat tradition. Like they just wanted you to get on stage to be embarrassed. Um, It's like an initiation type thing. Um, And Ali's like, but I think it's a bit mean. So I'm just going to tell everyone that you gave me a private performance. Um, And I thought it was quite sweet of her. Like she didn't need to do that. No, no. It's quite sweet. Um, So Mark says thanks. And then before Ali can leave, he's like, no one here likes me, do they, here? Um, and she's like, oh, no, that's not true. We like you. It's just this place is... And Mark's like, close-knit. And Ali's like, yeah. And Mark's like, well, whatever. I'm busy anyway. I have to get to court. Saves me time. And like, yeah, just ends the conversation, basically. I think it's a bit kind of like... I haven't got the impression that people like in general don't like mark like no i you know obviously, i don't like Al- mark, yeah but that's i don't a like mark. <laughs> <laughs> ali ali didn't like mark but i kind of felt like you know they weren't playing a a prank on him because they don't like him like no that's uh, but it's played like this scene because the scene ends on really like sad piano music and it's just like, yes. I don't think this is warranted. <laughs> like, no. I think, I think Save it's fine. the sad piano music for real bad things. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, Mark, you're fine. Like, no one, like, really, you know, thinks that badly about you. I think you'll be all right. Like, But I think that's a mark of, like, being accepted into a group is to have yeah. that kind of moment where you're, like, teased or, like... I think that's like a sign of affection a lot yeah, of the time. And yeah. it's like, if you're constantly being like, or certainly I do it a lot as a sign of affection. And I, I have had people, I've met people in my life where they've taken it the wrong way and they've been like, oh, oh why are you always so mean? Like, why are you always taking the piss out of me? And I'm like, mate, I if like I didn't you. like you, <laughs> if I didn't like you, I wouldn't do it because I'd be like, oh, I don't know how they're going to react. I don't you know if I it's because I like you that I'm like I want you to like do it to me like fine like do you know what I mean like have that like banter for want of a better word and he's just like oh everyone hates me I'm like remember when they made Ali go up there and tell a joke like they do it to all of them like like, it's it's, yeah it's really not yeah like um this is their invite into the close-knit group. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. This is how you become, I know. like, part of the gang. Like, yeah. Of being like, oh, no one likes me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. This it's is weird. your in, Mark. I know. This is your in. <laughs> yeah. So... So we're in court for closings and the DA is doing his and his argument is that Lorna could have just waited for her husband to die like he was 89, but she couldn't because she needed him to die before he realised that she was only in it for the money. So he's really trying to paint her as this like gold digger. She gave me money. I'm a Yeah, she's a gold digger. I'm a gold digger. I say she a gold digger. She unless the window broke. Yeah, I think it's um yeah, that's that's basically his closing. 
<laughs> like, goes up with a, with a boom box and puts on <laughs> gold digger. Now I say to you, gold digger. <laughs> but yeah, no, so he does say like um, he also makes this point that he's, which I mean, come on, he says, in order for him to suffocate in her boobs someone had to be holding him there and he's like how likely is it that he died that way by accident and I was like right okay and then John (laughs) gets his turn and he's like there were no bruises like if she had suffocated him by holding him there they would have had to hold him like pretty tight if he was struggling and He's 89, like an 89-year-old would Would have have bruised. bruised. Um, And he also points out, like, why would someone who had a bite mark on their boob choose that night to To smother someone? Like, (laughs) if she was going to do that, she would have just waited for the bite mark to heal first. And he's like, yes, she lied about who bit her. And it's your right to believe that... I'd say she a gold digger. (laughs) But... (laughs) Um, uh, and, and you can believe her that she was an adulteress because like, she was but a murderer you are not free to conclude that ladies and gentlemen certainly not beyond reasonable doubt their yeah. whole case was innuendo and a bite mark and we've shown that somebody else bit her so that leaves innuendo and ladies and gentlemen you can't convict with that no you can't and I was like I'll convict in your endo <laughs> Sorry, I apologise. That's a terrible joke. <laughs> oh my god. Hilarious. Good job. So, um, whilst the jury deliberate, we are at the bar for Ali's party and we open with Elaine dressed in a tight red satin full-length dress singing the happening for Ali um, and she clearly won the fight for first verse <laughs> she's out there first and when she finishes her verse, she kind of moves to the side and puts her hand out to like welcome Renee. And Renee comes out wearing the same dress, but in black. black. Yeah. Um, and she sings her verse and then they sing the chorus together. And it is glorious. When you're fine, adored this and everyone from cage and fish is nodding along and smiling and even ali looks happy yeah she does she's enjoying it mind blown but then trouble starts because renee starts to sing the third verse and we look at elaine's face and she's like she looks like it was actually meant to be her, which would have made sense if they'd planned it out because it went Elaine, Renee, chorus. You'd expect it to be Elaine again. 
but Renee yeah. has just gone in. Um, and so Elaine is like, hang on a minute, that was my verse. And so she starts singing over her, like trying to take over. And Ali's like, uh-oh, this is not good. <laughs> and everyone starts to look concerned. And, like, um, uh... and then <laughs> they both start full on blocking each other from center stage and trying to like <laughs> outsing each other. And at one point, Renee basically ends up hitting Elaine in the teeth with an outstretched arm. <laughs> and so Elaine <laughs> hip bumps her so hard that Renee stumbles <laughs> off like stage right. And then, and then, so she comes like back, right back and hip bumps Elaine. So Elaine goes crashing off <laughs> to the other side. And then as Renee starts to sing the next verse, Elaine just runs on and rugby, rugby tackles her into the balloons. And they end up in like this full on fight. On like the, the, the song doesn't not get finished. Like we even hear cat noises. Yeah. And, Nell, and Nell just turns and goes, well, happy birthday, Ali. I was like, guys, it was all going so well. Oh, it's a very funny scene. I do like it. It does make me laugh. It was brilliant. I mm. really enjoyed it. Cut to Elaine at a table, at their table, tending to her eye with an ice pack and asking if it's swollen. And Richard goes, well, not as bad as Ali's lips. <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was really funny. And I can't believe that Renee like got a punch in like Jesus Christ. <laughs> but Elaine is like, I don't believe it. I tried to celebrate in the style of your birthday and she turns into an animal. And Renee's like, you stepped on my verse, you hog. Hang on, hang on. <laughs> I literally, when she said to Renee that she turned into an animal, I was like, what? Like, you just, you, a white woman, have just turned round yeah. to a black woman and called her an animal. Like, I know. The, I picked uh, up on that. I, my jaw dropped. Like, and the, because the, like, there, there's a racist undertone with that. Of course there is. Like, you cannot. Like the history of of comparing black people to animals is long and extensive, and you can't just like brush that away and brush that off. Like that doesn't matter. Like it absolutely is not okay to do that. And I just the fact that everyone like did not blink when that happened. Well, I wonder whether the show thought and by the show I mean David E. Kelly but I guess everyone working on the show thought mm. that it was okay A from a lack of awareness but B because Renee's next line is calling Elaine a hog so it's like <gasps> oh it's not racist it's tit for tat like yeah but the see, fact that Elaine but, goes first I don't think that cancels it looks out looks good like no, you know what I mean uh, and yeah. also I think hog is a bit of a like that is because that kind of has a double meaning hog can mean like the the pig animal but it can also yeah. when you're hogging something that is yeah. your hog you know yeah. it kind of has That's a true. double meaning so yeah I, I feel like that the very fact that she just went and she turned into an animal was just like yeah oh my fucking god you are so tone deaf to 
I, oh, it, it, I, like I say, I literally was like, <laughs> I, did. I, I was like, I bet Eleanor's going to put her objection in there. I had it as a note, but then I was like, oh no, I could do mine at the beginning. So I was like, I think Eleanor's going to do yeah, this one. So, like, yeah, I just was, could not believe that that's what was thrown at Renee. It was horrible. Yeah. Didn't like it. It was, it was not, not Elaine's <sighs> finest hour. Crazy certainly not David E. Kelly's. Um, but yeah, as I say, Renee says, you steps away first, you hog. And they start sniping at each other and Ali has to break it up. But then everyone looks at the stage because John is up there and he asks for some attention. And he says, I'm very nervous. So if I st- stutter, well, it, it's happened. So the pressure is off. Um, on this, the occasion of Ali's 30th birthday, um, I thought... Well, I mean, those of us who know Allie know her to be very old. Uh, 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 very odd. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm very odd in a special way. And uh, I am as well. So it's, it's symbolic that I step into the spotlight and actually sing a song. Because Allie's the person who, well, brought me out. Um, before I knew her, I was uh, a bit of a recluse, um, a lawyer savant. And uh, she somehow convinced me, and I'm, I'm not even sure how, that people who are somehow different should not only come out, but can, in fact, take center stage. So, Ali, here I am. I'm center stage, here to sing for you. I picked something from The Music Man, which I know is your favorite, and uh, Renee is here to uh, help me with some of the notes that I can't hit, which there may be, uh, quite a few, actually. So, um, Renee? And... Elaine's face at learning that Renee gets to be on stage again is a picture. <laughs> but, but John goes to my best friend and then he starts singing Till There Was You. There were bells on a hill But I never heard them ringing No, I never heard them at all Till there was you There were birds in the sky, but I never saw them winging. No, I never saw them at all till there was you. And there was music, and there were wonderful roses. They tell me. verse on his own and we see Nell looking at John and then looking at Ali and she's looking like really like almost like pissed off like I can't believe that he is doing this oh what did you interpret it as I don't know I I thought I read it as she was like 
Yeah, completely different. Maybe I'm misremembering. But I, I read I, it as she was almost insulted that he would do that in front of her being there. Like, I knew all along that they had feelings and he told me that that he didn't. And now this is just embarrassing. Like, do you know what I mean? Only just broken up. Like, yeah, that I, was what I read in her expression. I think like, I read Like, she was jealous in, as well. In a very different way. I think I read it as kind of like kind of enjoying like the the moment in terms no. of being like this is nice no yeah, I didn't. she, I she has these what... moments where she sort of looks down and she's like i'm gonna have to rewatch that because what i don't slap understand in the face. how i how i got that wrong like um no maybe yeah. i was too I think, busy writing my i notes. was like i just kept being like tough shit now like tough shit you broke up with him yeah. like like you don't you get know. to be upset by him doing also, a nice thing he is, for his he friend. He does mean it from a he does mean it from a platonic friend Absolutely. perspective. Yes. Yeah. And I'm like, that is nothing but beautiful. Yeah. Like, fuck off. Yeah. But anyway, okay. Ali Ali's starting to look really teary. And um once John's got started singing, Renee comes up and helps him sing the rest of it, which is also really cute. Um, yes. and Ali starts crying. Yeah. Um, and then but then <laughs> Right at the end of the song, Elaine comes on stage to like just repeat the very last line to finish the song. So it's off. Like She's huge like, till there music. was you. It's very and funny. Renee, Renee is like, you have got to be kidding. And Elaine just goes, it was for Ali. <laughs> but Ali, luckily, Ali thinks it's funny and she's like happy crying. And then John gives Ali this little wave like from the stage and it's just the <laughs> cutest thing. I was like, oh, this is so cute. I love it. It was very sweet. Yes, I liked it. Um, but there's no time for John to bask in his triumphant performance because a lawyer's work is never done. John and Mark have to get back to court because the jury's back and the verdict is in. And they find Lorna not guilty and Lorna is really pleased and John congratulates her and she hugs him and then she turns to Mark to thank him as well and she's like and Mark just looks a bit off with her and she's like it really was an accident do you care and Mark's like if you're acquitted it doesn't matter and I was like well that's a great attitude Mark like this is well weird. Done. yeah um, yeah and Lorna just goes well you can get his hug too to John and like presses him into pushes her his voluminous bosom again her breast, like, yeah it's just like oh my god more carry on shit <sighs> I know but now back at the bar we have a real treat which is Lisa singing I'll be there, be there. with a love that I see you through um, but with Elaine and Renee as her backup and I was like yes. this is a great combo I like yes. it yes. Um, and everyone in the bar is like reach out and has their like hands in the, in the air yeah. and they're all on the dance floor and like John and Ling are dancing and Richard and Nell are dancing and Ali's dancing with Mark and it's just like a joyous Nice. I loved yes, it. It's nice. So good. But then later on, Ali ends the night by going back up to the office and giving her dad a call. And we hear her telling him about the party. And then he must have asked a question about something like, 
you know, was it okay without Billy and stuff? And she sort of says, oh yeah, it wasn't too tough, you know, just like a normal day. Um, and then suddenly she says she has to go and she ends the phone call and hangs up and looks like she's about to burst into tears. Um, and then she fantasizes ghost Billy again. And he's like, they keep bringing me up. And she's like, yeah, you keep forgetting that they liked you. Um, and then ghost Billy GB goes, uh, it's, it's a tough day to be alone birthdays. And Ali's like, I'm not alone. I had a whole room full of people. It was just great. I'm not alone. And I don't know about you, but she does seem to really believe that for once. And I was yes. like, good, Ali. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And then um, Ghost Billy offers to walk her home. And she's like, nah, not tonight. And so we end with Vonda singing Stony End again, which is what the choir was singing earlier in the episode, as Ali thoughtfully makes her own way home. Like the grown ass woman she should be because <laughs> Ali that is what age gives you personal growth let it into your life for the love of God <laughs> come on and she watches some kids playing hockey in the street which I thought was strange but then she goes up to her stoop and indoors yeah. and seen Finn. so yeah there you go. There we go. She don't need no ghost men walking her home. <laughs> she doesn't need any man. She's turned 30 and the world did not end. Yes. It is fine, everybody. Okay. Retry. Commonwealth versus Flood. What did you make of this case? Other than not liking the male gaze that was all over it. All over her, yeah. Um... Not guilty. Like, I don't think she did it. I think the the thing that John pointed out in his closing in terms of, like, if she... If, if he, she had needed to hold him down to suffocate yeah. him, like, there would be bruising on him. Um, yeah. And there wasn't. So, yeah, I don't... What whatever happened, it was accidental, and I don't, I don't think yeah. she murdered him. So, and also yeah. the point that he made about the fact that you know she knew she had a bite mark on her boob, like so she was planning to kill him that way. Yeah. It was a really stupid time it to do really it. Stupid. Yeah, and I so just, yeah. Also, I am extremely skeptical that they could determine that he'd asphyxiated on her <laughs> breasts. Like, I'm just like, I don't, I don't know quite how you've determined that as fact from an autopsy. So I guess if you're saying she's not guilty, though, that must have been what happened because they determined that he died from asphyxiation. Yeah. And if she didn't kill him, like... That's the only, that's the most likely way that he did die. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I still but, don't yeah. quite know how they determined that that's how he died. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the same that John's closing made a lot of sense. And there's, you know, even if you're not sure, like there's definitely reasonable doubt. So therefore, you can't call her guilty. Yeah. Like, yeah. Definitely. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. Verdict of the week. The jury's back. Who are you going for? I want to give my guilty to John and Mark. Oh, you're Mark. guilty. Um, oh. Stop 
openly staring at your client's breasts. It's unprofessional and it makes you look like (laughs) massive creeps. (laughs) Yes. Although I'm afraid that I'm going to basically cancel out your guilty for John by giving him a not guilty because he was just so on that stage today I just thought that it was the sweetest thing that I'd ever seen in my life I was like you are so sweet you are making my teeth hurt like this little like cute way of singing and the the little speech that he did before I was like this is so nice like so nice it's so nice when he's not perving on people yeah I know but I think I think that's the point and I also think that um like Ali needed that she needed to be reminded that you know you can have such a fullness in your heart from people that you are not romantically involved in yeah like that can give you such joy and such satisfaction like if you you have a full life you have a full life you're just not letting yourself have it and you need to grow up well you need to like stop telling yourself that it's not that it it doesn't mean anything and there's nothing to show like you've got people multiple people who love and care about you that is something yeah that is not something to be dismissed or sniffed at like it's nothing it's it's something that not everyone has absolutely like just just be a bit more grateful self-aware and grateful yeah exactly she's just insufferable she's just, uh, so I was, she's, that was why i was so pleased with the ending of this episode because it was yeah. like for once she was actually recognizing what she does have yeah and i was like great i, I just think like uh, that that is just a habit like in terms of like she has these habitual thought processes that are really negative and what she Mm. needs to do is is start forming the habit of like more positive thought processes so you know as simple as counting your blessings like there is so much most of us have to be grateful for like there's there's it's it's a good habit to get into counting your blessings like um yeah the things you have in your life that are good that are not guaranteed for everyone like um that you know are important to acknowledge um because I think otherwise you do become a bit overwhelmed with the negativity as Ali often is and it it is nice to see her find the hope and the joy and the love that does not involve like a romantic partner yeah exactly exactly so yeah there he is ali's 30 the world didn't cave in it's, it's all fine still turning <laughs> don't worry about it anyone who's on the cusp of 30 and worried about it just stop it just it's stop fine. it it's, it's fine we're okay. both here to tell the tale yeah it's all good <laughs> don't worry <laughs> so what did you think of this episode um so much good singing in this episode surely that has to be people's highlights i'm sure Um, i loved i loved the elaine and renee fight like it's very fun oh i just love it when she just rugby tackles her into this like huge pile of balloons (laughs) (laughs) 
brilliant absolutely brilliant um yeah let us know what you thought we are on twitter at bygones podcast facebook at bygones podcast instagram at bygones pod and gmail you can email us um gmail just email um email (laughs) us at bygones podcast at gmail.com um and yeah um check out all of the songs on our playlist our yes. season three playlist um that is in the show notes as well um so until next time bye, bye guys. when i was just a little girl i asked my mother what will i be will i be pretty will i be rich here's what she said to me What will be, will be